Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Singapore is such a great place to get out and walk around and look around. A lot of times we forget that. A lot of times we're too busy rushing in our cars and going from point A to point B just to get someplace. Joining us on the line, Jane Iyer, the founder of Jane's Tours, walking tours around Singapore and lots of things to see and do, especially during these days when uh, all of us kind of need to get out and get a little bit more exercise and free up those limbs and bones. Jane, welcome to the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. It's a beautiful Sunday morning here in Clementi. <laughs> well, it certainly is. And, you know, you're actually sitting at home today. You're not out for a walk. But we thought it'd probably be a good idea if you just sort of focused and stayed put in one place to, to do the interview this morning. Yes, probably easier. <laughs> <laughs> Jane, you know, over the course of of the past six months or so, people have been able to get outside for exercise and, and, and in a limited way. Now, of course, it's a little bit more than that. But how have the tours been going? Have people been interested in getting out to, to learn a little something in addition to getting some exercise? Yes, I'm delighted to say that ever since we've been allowed to run tours again, which has only been about the last five weeks, um, there has been a lot of interest. And we've run about over 30 tours, about 35 tours, I think, now in the last month or so. So, you know, it's averaging one a day and we are going all over the place. We're doing nature tours. As you say, lots of things with fresh air are going over to Sungabulo, Pulau Ubin. We're doing bird watching tours, which have proved to be very popular. And of course, lots of work at walking tours around, you know, interesting neighborhoods and so forth in the usual way. Fort Canning has proved to be quite popular as well, which is a great place because it combines heritage, history and nature. It's got all of it going together. So yeah, so there's a lot of interest and we've got lots of forward bookings over the next few weeks. A recent interview we did a number of months ago now, you had mentioned that more Singaporeans were starting to do some of the tours that you offer and, and finding out more about the country in which they live, you know, not just foreigners, not just tourists, but locals as well. Are you still seeing that trend? Yes, very much so. I think particularly at the moment, because obviously all of our tours are for domestic tourism, in effect. In other words, people who live here in Singapore. Mm. And many of those are Singaporeans themselves. Obviously, there's a mix of Singaporeans and, and expats living here. But no, there seems to be a lot more interest among Singaporeans in finding out about you know, rediscovering Singapore, as we're all saying, as SGB is saying as well. And, and yeah. yes, we're definitely finding that ourselves. Of course, the government is, uh, is doing a big push now to get people out and and looking at the Singaporean attractions, right? Museums and, and I would imagine tours as well. When you, when you look at what's of most interest these days to people in general, you, you just gave a big list of, you know, everything from nature to historical uh, structures. What what seems to be, is, is, there, is there one type of tour that seems to be getting more interest than the others? You know, I think it, it's not necessarily one kind of tour, but really to get the insights into the why these things are as they are, not just what is there, and also the stories, often the human stories behind them. So we're working on some food and heritage tours at the moment, which will not only just be an opportunity to sample a few types of food, but also the stories behind them. So we're hoping that we'll be running a few of those all in different parts of Singapore. I think people are always interested in being able to access something which they didn't previously know, whether, again, it's stories of people or even, you know, actually going into places that normally you can't access. So that seems to be a big attraction. And, and that we combine into places like Tionbaru, for example, when we do our Tionbaru tour. But the other one, as I mentioned before, is bird watching. I, I, I'm really quite pleased to see that that really has 
taken off clearly there's a lot more interest in in nature these days as well and and that's good to see speaking with jane Iyer, the founder of jane's tours walking tours around singapore Jane, it's interesting you mentioned the, the bird watching because, you know, as we know, just the other day, N Parks announced a 400 hectare addition to uh, Sungai Bolo wetlands area. And that is really going to be fantastic for you and for others that are interested in those migratory birds and other birds around. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we often do uh, bird watching uh, tours up to Sukai Bolo in normal times, should we say. Um, but we've started doing them to some other places recently. But you're absolutely right. Sukai Bolo is a complete treasure. And to see that it's expanding is, is just wonderful. Not only do we see birds there, but we see all kinds of weird creatures like tree climbing crabs, you know, mm, <laughs> and things mm. like that. And I have wonderful nature guides who really know their stuff and they will point things out that perhaps you wouldn't even notice yourself or hear yourself or see yourself if you didn't have somebody with you. So, so yeah, yeah no, the, the Sungabola is a treasure, absolutely. And be careful of those saltwater crocs down there, too. They have a few of those, I understand. <laughs> That's right. They're right. They're illegal immigrants from Malaysia. <laughs> well, and interesting, yesterday, we, you know, we had a, a, an interview with a couple of gentlemen on talking about that. And because of all the development, especially in the Iskander region of southern Malaysia, many of the animals that fled Singapore at one time are now repatriating and coming That's back right. into Singapore. Singapore in that area, Sungai Bolo up the northwest side of the island is is really uh, actually encouraging uh, wildlife to come back to Singapore. So that's going to be something great for us. And up in that area, it won't be ready for a couple of years yet, but Cashin House is up yeah. there, that old historic cottage on the water. And I guess it'll be, uh, it'll be restored and open in probably another couple of years time. But tell us a little bit about what you know about that place. Yeah, well, Cashin House is, is uh, actually, it's one of the reputedly haunted houses of mm. Singapore, you know. And, and uh, we were talking very briefly earlier on before the broadcast about the article in, in today's Straits Times yeah. about haunted areas of Singapore, of which there are many, and we do go to quite a few of them. So, yes, Cashin House has a reputation of being, um, of being haunted. It's been used for various, well, should we say, less attractive purposes during the Japanese occupation and so mm. forth. So mm. it's definitely got a sort of a history about it. It's, a, it's, it's very mysterious. I've never been inside it because you can't access it at the moment because it sort of sits out slightly over the water. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of interesting things have happened around there. Obviously, there was a lot of activity during the Japanese invasion, but then also during the Japanese occupation. So sure. yeah, it's interesting. Apparently, it was the first place that, or one of the first places that the Japanese landed in Singapore when they attacked Singapore back during the war. Let's start with the haunted grounds, right? Because we're, in, we're getting into the Hungry Ghost Festival and month. So let's talk about haunted Singapore for a minute. What do the places look like that you might take people to or recommend that they go to? There's a, quite a number of them across Singapore. What, what are the popular ones that you've been to in the past? Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I was looking at the paper and thinking, yes, we've been to all of those places, I think, pretty well. And then some of them on tours and others I've been to separately. But, for example, the German Girl Shrine, mm-hmm. which, is in, uh, which is in Pulau Ubin, we have definitely been there. We all always feel it's one of the quirkiest places. It's been rebuilt over the years, but still the story is very, very interesting. And the fact that at one point she was represented by a Barbie doll. Oh. <laughs> slightly, slightly bizarre, but anyway, never mind. No longer. But anyway, uh, I guess they were looking for something with blonde hair, but anyway. 
Yeah. No, that, um, that may scare you or may not, depending on your well, view well, of Barbie well, exactly. dolls. But... That, that in itself could be scary, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then another one I see that's uh, featured here is um, Bucket Brown Cemetery. Now, Bucket sure. Brown Cemetery is one that we love to go to. It's such an interesting place from a historical point of view. Mm. And I actually have a couple of uh, colleagues who are really, really knowledgeable about Bucket Brown. So we, we do that in tandem with them. So we'd love to go, love to, go to Bucket Brown. And of course, that sort of impinges onto Mount Pleasant Road. And Mount Pleasant Road has a very strange reputation, should we say, you know, that taxi uncles don't like to drive up there at night and so <laughs> forth. And I did actually have the occasion to sit next to a driver who told me that he had absolutely definitely had a Pontianac in the back of his cab. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so watch out in, 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 in Mount Pleasant Road. It's, it's definitely a strange one. But what else have we got here? Oh, how Park, about a Sentosa? Yes, out on Sentosa, you know, some folks might be getting out there ah. just for a, a nice day at the beach or a meal, but but it has a, you know, it has a, uh, quite a, a history as as being the island of death, especially during the mm-hmm. war and pre-war times. Yeah, I mean, its old name was uh, Lakamatis, which means you know, the island beyond death. I mean, there were various different interpretations of why it got that name, one of which is one of the most colorful ones of which, at least, is that pirates used to uh, attack people in the straits between the mainland and Sentosa, mm. and, and therefore, you know, and, and their favorite mode of operation, so, so to speak, is to creep up from behind and, and cut people's throats. So that's mm. one rather gory interpretation of its name, but there are several other interpretations. But yeah, there was a lot of activity there during World War II because it really was one of the main defense er uh, parts of Singapore against the Japanese, thinking that they were coming from the the, the sea originally, from the water, which of course didn't happen. So yeah, in Sentosa or Pulau Blakan Mati, to give it a more sort of eerie name, Mm. um, it has got a lot of history and uh, lots of things potentially happening there. So yes, definitely. And then I see a stand of woodnut is mentioned here. Now we can't really access it, but I have been there two or three times and it's very, Sorry, very interesting. Which one was that? Istana Woodnut. Oh, Istana. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, which is in just near the Botanic Gardens. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, you're not supposed to go there, but I have to confess, gosh, I hope nobody hears this who shouldn't, but I've been there two or three times and it's <laughs> really, really interesting. <laughs> that was and, built for, this, for the Sultan Iskander, right? Back in the 1930s, from what I understand. Yeah, the Sultan of Johor. The Sultan mm-hmm. Of Johor and they built two Astanas, and the other one went down in a fire. And mm. then this is the only one that's left these days. But it's it's interesting because when I went there, and it was a while ago now, um, you could still go inside, you could still go upstairs. Stairs were there, the you know the, the railings, the balustrades, and so forth were still there. But the upstairs was in a rather pitiful state, to be frank. But it's it's very interesting. It's a shame that it wasn't um, you know grabbed earlier on and restored, quite frankly. But mm. what to do? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We we can't close off our discussion about haunting tours without talking about the old Changi Hospital, because that, uh, from my understanding, is kind of the granddaddy of, of haunted <laughs> spots to go. And can people actually still get in there? Or what, no, what is that like? No, sadly, they cannot. It's very, very difficult to access the old Changi Hospital. There seems to be concerns about health and safety and so forth there, you know. So, no, we, we can't get in there. We, we can go right to the gate. And even, I tell you, I've been at the gate at twilight. And even looking in from the gate, it has a strange, strange, eerie <laughs> vibration. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some tours in town that people can do. What are the popular walking tours? I know you do them around the old Armenian church and that old real old part of Coleman Street. Uh, uh, but there are others as well. What are, what are some of the fun ones that you do in town? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mentioned Cheongbaru earlier on, and that's definitely a popular one. There's lots to do and see in Cheongbaru, lots of history, lovely architecture, very interesting. Juchiat is a very popular one as well. Of course, we've got the whole Peranakan story to tell over in Juchiat, so that's what we do there. Then we're also doing one which is the hidden side of Orchard Road, coupled with Emerald Hill. Ah, uh, nice. That's very central. Yeah, yeah. and that one, that one is, is, is a popular one, always has been. So, yeah, those, those are some of the ones that are sort of more, a little bit more downtown, if you like, that are proving popular. And, of course, I, I can't not mention our black and white house experiences. Yeah. We, we're doing three different places, we're going Alexander Park, Adam Park and Goodwood Hill. Now, are you still able to do that, even giving the phase phase two? Yeah, we're not going inside the houses. We're just mm. we're going for a walking tour outside and explaining the history mm. and architecture. So that's why we just go to one of those places, which is a little bit different to the Black and White House tours that we normally do, yeah. because we just don't feel it's right to go inside people's sure. homes at the moment. You know, well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully, soon enough, that will change. However, and look forward to getting back in. I've, I've done that tour with you years and years ago, and it was really lovely to get inside some of those. If you don't live in a black and white or haven't lived in a yeah. black and white to, to see just how they were designed and laid out. I'll speak with Jane Iyer, the founder of Jane's Tours. Jane, how can folks find you if they want to get in touch with you to find out more about your tours? Sure. We have a website. It's very easy. It's janestours.sg. And you can email us at info at janestours.sg. So very simple. We're also on Instagram, we're on Facebook, you know, all, uh, we, we have a, a YouTube channel as well. So mm. there's plenty of ways to find out more about us and to get in touch. Nice. And it's not just going to visit the places, but it's the, it's the stories behind it, right? The cultural richness that I think that you are so good at bringing out about these different places. Yeah, that's what we really love. We really love to tell the stories and, and, and add more, you know, sort of depth, if you like, to, to, the, to the experience. Yeah. And of course, last weekend was our uh, Victory Over Japan Day commemoration. And I know you do a lot around the war spots as well. Yes, that's absolutely right. In fact, we uh, traditionally every year we will do World War II tours around about uh, Anzac Day in April and around Remembrance Day in November. But this year we'll be doing something a little bit different because it's the 75th anniversary of the end of the war. So we're going to be doing tours which concentrate on that particular part of the war. And we'll be starting those in September and running them September, October and possibly even into later in the year. Yeah, so so watch out for information on, on that. It's not up on our website yet, but it will be very shortly. Oh, fantastic. Jane, thanks so much for your time today. Jane Iyer of Jane's Tours. Can't wait to get outside and get some exercise. Absolutely, Glenn. Look forward to seeing you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.